You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Nationals reporter, Bill Ladson. And, Bill, obviously a, a big series, Nationals and Mets. It's in New York. And to me, the, the strangest thing about this series is that it's the first time these two teams have met and we're in mid-May right now. I mean, usually you talk about playing division opponents, and, and it's going to happen sometime in April and then throughout the season. But for whatever reason, the scheduling gods made this one happen a little bit later. And I think it kind of helped build the drama a little bit because these two teams were able to set themselves up as division contenders and kind of put themselves near the top of the NL East. What are your thoughts on, on this series happening now and not earlier in the ser- season? Well, I, I had the same reaction you had, uh, Tim. I, I usually, when the uh, Nationals play the Mets, uh, it's usually early in the season, but it wasn't until May, so I was very surprised. But uh, I think um, I think Dusty Baker said it best. This is an important series, even though it's May, and uh, the, the, the Nationals have to show that they can uh, beat the Mets because they are the uh, you know the National League champions. And I think uh, yesterday. Um, was a uh, setback for them a little bit, but uh, they got to show they got to win this series. Yeah, that's a good point because down the stretch in 2015, the Mets kind of owned the Nationals a little bit. So, from that regard, does this series mean more to the Nationals than the Mets? Oh, no question. Because uh, if you think about it, last year the Nationals were favored to win a division easily, and it turned out that the Mets surprised everybody. And, and beat them up and won the division. So, yes, uh, everything means a lot early. And I know in the past, you know, national players used to say, too early, you know, we have plenty of time. We have 100 games left. But you know what, though? You, the games you uh, win or lose in April and May could come back to haunt you. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's get into game one a little bit because it was a great pitching matchup that lived up to the hype. You had Max Scherzer on the hill for the Nationals coming off his 20-strikeout effort, and then Noah Syndergaard, who's been so good this season for the Mets. And both pitchers pitched well, both strike out 10. Uh, Syndergaard lasted a little longer, and Scherzer, I guess it's – I don't want to say it's the same old story, but what's gotten him in trouble this season, Bill, has been the home run ball, and he only allowed three hits the whole game, but the Nationals lose two to nothing because two of those three hits left the ballpark. Uh, is, what, what did Scherzer have to say about that and, and the fact that, that that home run ball continues to bite him a little bit? Well, he doesn't have any answers yeah. as of right now. I mean, when we spoke to him last night, there were no answers, and uh, – you know, I guess he's got to look at the, at the film and the videotape and look at uh, what he's doing wrong because obviously he's pitching well enough to uh, you know to win. And you know, and you know, believe it or not, with the offense the Nationals have, he has to be perfect. That's unfortunate, but I think it's up to the offense as well to pick up the slack a little bit because uh, for all the pitchers, uh, only because uh, you know it's, they're not hitting. And, and that's been the bottom line. And, I mean, when you give up two runs, you usually win. So um, I'm, I'm expecting the, uh, the Nationals, hopefully, to pick up the offense to help their pitchers out. Yeah, and the story would be completely different, right? Because if they win that game 4-2, to two, instead of saying, oh, Scherzer got hit by the home run again, people would be saying, oh, what a great job by Scherzer. He only allowed solo shots. They Correct. weren't allowed to really hurt him. because So so just because the offense didn't do anything against Syndergaard, it kind of changes the idea of, of how Scherzer pitched. It's just, but that's that's baseball, right? 
That's that's it's always that way. The other big uh, storyline, I guess, going into game one of this series was, of course, the return of Daniel Murphy to City Field. He was such a big part of the Mets team for a long time, but but I think Mets fans will never forget the, the run he put them on in October last year with all the home runs in the postseason, kind of putting the team basically on his back and help, helping them get to the World Series. And it was clear uh, last night that Mets fans didn't forget that. I know they did a video tribute before the game, Bill, and that's fine. But I think you really get an idea of the fans' opinion of a player when he comes up to bat for the first time. And and Murphy got that standing ovation. Um, he had to appreciate it, and he it had to put him in a good spot to, to return there and know that even though he went to a division rival, these Mets fans still hold him in high regard. Yes. I mean, he. you know what? I think both ovations were outstanding. I mean, when they showed that video montage, I mean, it was obvious to me that the fans missed Daniel Murphy. It was obvious. And then, um, and then when he came to when he came to his first at bat, oh man, it was like the crowd was really yelling at him, and uh, and it was great to see. I mean, he was humbled by it. I mean, you know how he is. I mean, he doesn't like to talk about himself, but it looked like he was emotional uh, towards the end when it was all said and done. Yeah, and he's also a guy who really gets it when you talk to him in, in interviews and stuff. He He's thoughtful, and he, and he really thinks about the game, so I'm sure it struck him a lot. All right, some other things other than this series. Uh, Bill, lineup change in game one of the series. Uh, Worth up to the two spot, Rendon down to six. Both those guys have struggled, um, and it seemed like as far as Dusty Baker goes in making the decision, it was kind of a gut decision on his part, right, that that, that might be something that sparks these guys? Yes, it was a gut decision. When we asked Dusty Baker why he was doing it, he said you know, all he said was it was a manager's decision. But obviously, um, Jason Worth has success hitting near the top of the lineup, and I thought that was a great idea. But you know, he he struck out quite a bit last uh, yesterday. So uh, you know, and Rendon is in his slump. So I don't know what they can do. I mean, Rick Shue, the hitting coach, is doing a great job with these guys. I'm not going to blame the hitting coach. I don't know why these guys are not producing right now, and they should be. I mean, it's getting to the point that with Rendon, you have to ask yourself, was 2014 a fluke? And there's a possibility it was. I mean, he's just not doing the job right now. Yeah, with Worth, you can chalk it up to this guy's getting older. Maybe he's losing it a little bit late in his career, but you would think Rendon would be entering his prime. So hopefully he can figure it out. Uh, Bill, the Nats picked up – Rizzo's option, I know they had until June 15 to do this. He'll be with the club now through 2018. Uh, were they waiting a little bit this season to see what kind of a start this team got off to before they officially uh, picked up that option on Mike Rizzo, or was this just something that was inevitably going to happen regardless? I think they were going to wait. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to see the, the kind of start this team was going to have. Um, obviously, last year was a disappointment. Um, you know, the, the bullpen was terrible last year. So, yes, um, they were waiting, and, you know, obviously Mike Rizzo's done a great job. I mean, what he's done to that farm system is a miracle within itself, and, uh, yes, he deserved that extension without a doubt. All right, one more thing I want to touch on with you, Bill. Um, it has relates to, to Bryce Harper. Obviously, he's the guy that's him and Daniel Murphy have swung the bat well, uh, but Harper has been walked a lot. And, and Barry Bonds actually came out in the last week and said, he thinks Harper should, when walked, try to steal a few extra bags. And I think that's a 
I mean, that sounds great. Yeah, you walk, take second, suddenly it feels like you, you have a double and you're making the other team pay a little more. But on the other hand, the Nationals can't afford for Bryce Harper to, to get banged up or to get hurt. I would think they don't really want to see him stealing a lot of bases. Is that fair to say? Well, I know that Dusty Baker wants all his players to steal more bases. He wants more speed. Yeah. So, so I think, uh, to answer your question, I think he does want Harper to steal bases, but to be smart about it. I mean, okay. that's why you have Davey Lopes there to guide him into uh, second base. So I, I, I think he wants uh, Bryce Harper to steal more bases, but do it in a smart way. Don't make an out. And that's the bottom line, I think. Yeah, because you don't want to suddenly – not only did they walk you to avoid you swinging the bat, but if you run out of that into that out at second base, that just makes things worse. But uh, worse. But on the other hand, hey, turning a walk into a double certainly a good thing. All right, great stuff as always, Bill. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Nationals edition. For Bill Latson, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.